Hey church, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our midweek service with Pastor Rob Santiago in a message called, Why Are You Sleeping? Now, if you haven't followed us on Instagram or Facebook, give us a follow at PC Paramount and then check out our website at praisechapelparamount.com. Enjoy this message. Amen. Wow, what an honor it is to be here tonight. I know I've been coming to this church for so long, but you know what? Wednesday night just kind of refuels me a little bit. Amen. It just refuels me. It just, it's like, wow, you know, I had such a crazy work week, you know, and then I come into the house of God and I completely forgot about work, you know, and, and, and it, God will do that to you sometimes, but I want to welcome everybody that's here. And I, I specifically want to thank Pastor Omar and Sister Letty. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on this stage, on this platform, on this microphone and trusting me to read God's word. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Thank you for just giving me that opportunity. But tonight, um, I, I just want to open up in prayer. If you guys would just bow your heads. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come and get to hear your word and get to worship you. Lord, we thank you that you're among us, Father God, that you're sending your spirit to begin to speak to us. Father, I pray that you would use me, that it would not be my words, but it'd be your words flowing through me. Give me the thoughts and give me the wisdom to teach your people. We thank you, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so tonight, I wanna talk to you a little bit I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of keep it to the theme. I'm gonna do my best to keep it to the theme tonight. And, and we're, if you didn't know, we're, we're on a theme questions Jesus asked. But one of my favorite questions that Jesus asked was, are you asleep? Mm. <laughs> I know it. Are you asleep? So you could probably understand where I'm going with this. And so I remember when I became a, a, a Christian, I was on fire, man. I, I mean, I, I, I was reading my Bible all the time. I was... You know, people were kind of annoyed by me, you know. How many know and understand what I'm talking about? You know, and, and, and I just fell in love with God. And over the years, it just kind of, it kind of subsided just a little bit. Year after year, it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same as if I had just accepted him. It wasn't the same feelings that I had. Yeah, it became a, a, a portion of my life and it became important to me. But slowly, my zeal started to fall away. And so, really, I fell asleep. And so, I'm, I'm here to tell you that tonight that you may be on this awesome roller coaster, but I, and I want you to keep that roller coaster, but honestly, you do need to check yourself in your spiritual life that you don't fall asleep. Because you can fall asleep very easily. You can fall asleep by coming to church all the time. You can fall asleep simply by just not really thinking about it, becoming a busybody, becoming too busy for God to react in your life. See, one of the things I learned early on is every time the church doors are open, we should come in through those doors expecting. Not just come through the door and say, well, I'm here. Where's my friends at? I better get there early so I get a front parking. No, you get here early because you want to be in the house of God. Right. And so, and that's, that's kind of where I want to focus on tonight is, you know, sometimes our spirit can just really fall asleep on us. You know, early on in the year, some of you may be sitting here or watching online. You were feeling great. You had the fire of God and you're just like, now, you know, come six months in, we're in May now. 
it just probably just wasn't, didn't, it probably just doesn't feel the same as it did in January. Your faith may have taken a, a shift or your spiritual life, you may have fallen asleep. You're tired. You're not focused. But I wanted to talk to you tonight about a specific event that Jesus reminds us about, okay? In the scriptures, in Mark chapter 14, let me just kind of explain the context of what has already happened. Jesus is about to be crucified in a few days and when we're about to read. And he had a meeting in the upper room or the Last Supper and he tells them, hey, I'm gonna leave so that the helper can come. And you know, everybody got a little sad. What do you mean you're leaving us, Jesus? Like, don't do that, right? And things begin to take place there and he begin to tell them everything that is, you know, that is about to happen in the next few days. So I wanna pick up this scripture in Mark chapter 14, starting in verse 32. It says, they went to a place called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him and he began to deeply, to, he began to feel deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Verse 35 says, going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if it's possible, the hour might pass from him. He says, Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch, keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray. I'm gonna say that again. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. How many know what we're talking about tonight? Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. As Jesus is walking, he just had this moment with his disciples. In the upper room, in the last supper, he, he had this, he had this, this meal with them. He was fellowshipping with them. He's probably feeling good, but all of a sudden the Bible says that he, he stops and he says, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. So in other words, Jesus began to feel something inside of him. How many know sometimes you get an uneasy feeling? Sometimes your spirit is, is, is probably telling you something. Sometimes you need to listen to your worries a little bit. But I love what Jesus does. He just doesn't accept that he has anxiety or this deep, sorrowful feeling. I can only imagine what he's thinking about, what's about to happen, him being crucified. I can only imagine that he's probably getting scared, maybe a little anxious, maybe a little depressed, or he's just not understanding everything. But he doesn't let it fester for too long. He begins to say, stops right in his tracks and says, Stay here, watch. And he begins to pray. What I love about this is our Savior is having a reflex. 
He has a spiritual reflex that has taken place. In other words, he's so in tune in his spirit, he's so woke, he's not asleep, but he's starting to feel a little different inside of his heart, inside of his mind, he's becoming overwhelmed. The Bible says he's distressed and he's having these deep feelings, but what what he does is he doesn't take medicine, he doesn't look for alcohol, he doesn't look for a distraction, rather he thinks, you know what? I'm not feeling right. I need to get on my knees and speak to my father. It's a spiritual reflex that begins to take place inside of him. And so that reflex puts him on his knees. He begins to pray. But not only that, he's telling everybody else, stop. This feeling I'm having inside of me is so great. I don't care about the destination or where we're going. Just stop. Everybody stop. Watch. Because I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to my father. See, Jesus had this understanding of the spiritual realm. And sometimes we need to develop a spiritual reflex in order to kick up our spirituality. See, the actions we take sometimes don't involve spirituality. Sometimes we run to alcohol. Sometimes we run to an old friend that you probably shouldn't be talking to. Sometimes we take medicine or we find other ways to cope. You've heard that, right? I need to find ways to cope. You don't need to find ways to cope. You need to find an answer. You need to find a solution. That solution is simple. It's Jesus. It's simple. It's prayer. There's something inside of me. Now, I'm not saying that medicine's, uh, you know, it's bad. It's the devil. Right? I'm not saying that. But sometimes that shouldn't be our first thing we run to. What I love about Jesus is he, doesn't, he just stops and he says, everybody wait. We're going to do this right now. I need to pray. I'm feeling it. Something's not right inside my soul. And and to think that my Savior felt that way. To think that this man of God just felt that way. God himself was feeling this overwhelming stress. Our God was 100% human. And 100% deity. And 100% God. He felt things. Some people say, well, I can't relate to the Bible because that guy, Jesus is, you know, he wasn't normal. No, he felt the same way that you feel. He felt the same pain. He went through the same struggles. He had the same desires, the same temptations he had to overcome. And here we see him struggling. But all of a sudden he had this spiritual reflex that he didn't think anything else other than to pray. See, church, where's your spiritual reflex? Where's it at? What do you run to when you're in distress? You know, sometimes people come to me like, yeah, I'm going through this. I'm going to go through that. I, I'm going through this. So I went to the doctor. I'm like, okay, good. That's, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm like, okay, you sound like you're doing all the right things. You're getting enough sleep. Yeah, I'm getting enough sleep. What happened when you prayed? Oh, I haven't prayed. That's why I'm coming to you. Like, no, no, no. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. I'm not going to heal you. I'm not going to heal you. We could have, we're wasting each other's time. It's Jesus that's going to heal you. It's God that's going to give you the answer that you're looking for. You know, sometimes we, we forget that when, when, you're, when you're in the room, when you're in the moment with God, when you begin to pray to him, all of a sudden your blood pressure can begin to come down. When you're walking in the spirit, all of a sudden you're not as stressed 
You start to think about things differently. You, your perspective is, is suddenly just different. You know, you're not worried about the things at work. You're not worried about, because you understand that God's on the throne. You understand that he's in control. And, and, there's, and, and so Jesus just becomes this great example here. And now I kind of want to leave Jesus. I want to look at what the, how the disciples reacted. Well, the disciples reacted in kind of a, it's a big failure point. They reacted and they failed. Jesus tells them several times, stay here, watch. And every time Jesus would pray a little bit and then he'd come back and then he'd realize they're not watching. They're asleep. They, they, they fell asleep. They, they, they didn't understand the capacity of what was happening. See, church, the environment begins to shift around you a little bit. I've talked to couples and people, and when they start to feel that God is doing something, they don't know how to explain it. In other words, I found your church, brother, because I don't, I, I, God just kind of led me here. I said, God's doing something. That's why you found this church. God has a plan for your life. That, those aren't things that we just say out of cliche. Those are things that we truly believe. See, God begins to move in the spiritual realm. And, but these disciples, for some reason, walking with the King of Kings, the Savior, walking with the answer, who is telling them right to their face, please stand watch. And I'm like, well, what does he want them to watch? Well, you know what? He probably wants them to watch out and watch him. So people are like, well, I don't know if I need to go to church. Yeah, you, you do. Because there's people here that are, on a, you know, that are praying. You need to watch that. You need to watch that. You need that. You need that in your life. See, the disciples, they fell asleep for a simple reason. Because they didn't understand that they needed to pray. See, the environment around you, God begins to change it. Especially when you come into this church, man, we'll worship like that. The environment begins to, to change a little bit. Something is happening. And, and they didn't understand that they needed to pray. They weren't recognizing the moment. See, church, I don't know if I, this shouldn't be news to you, but did you know we're in revival? Did you know that there's people that are on fire for God right now and God's moving through them? Did you know that there's people asking for forgiveness and then being filled with the Spirit right then and there? See, you may not understand all the time that you need to pray. We sometimes run to other things rather than prayer. But in Philippians chapter four, verse six, it says, don't worry about anything and stay, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done for you. So sometimes you walk in here, I know it's tough because you're asleep. I've been asleep, right? You walk in here and it's tough. You kind of got your hands in your pocket and you're wondering, why is everybody singing? Why is everybody dancing? It's like, because they feel the presence of God. But not only that, they've already asked for forgiveness, so now they can give praise. See, when you don't ask for forgiveness, you don't understand why people are giving praise. You're just living in it. You're dabbling in it. You're having fun with it. Yeah, you're trying to get right, but you haven't asked for forgiveness. You haven't gotten things right yet. So it's hard for you to visualize, understand what is happening at the altar and when people raise their hands. And so they didn't understand that they needed to pray. But not only that, you also need to praise. You need to praise. 
So while you're waiting for an answered prayer, you're not just waiting, you're praising. You need to be praising while you're waiting. And, and you should be doing that. So that's why we give you the opportunity. We give people the opportunity, every church in America, to worship, to sing unto his name for that very reason. So you can get lost in his presence. Amen. And so these disciples, they were tired. The Bible is explicit about that. If you begin to read, yeah, they were exhausted. But there was something greater happening. There was something bigger, something that they needed to understand, but they didn't have the capacity to understand it. They refused. See, they made a decision not to watch. And so I want to encourage you. Maybe you're sitting there right now and you're thinking, you know what, I, that's me. Praise God, you're in the right place tonight because we can get it right here. Right at this altar, we can get it right tonight. You know, and we can fall into that church, uh, that trap. You know, you, you think that we, you know, everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, everything's gonna be okay, but you gotta be on guard a little bit. You gotta guard your spirituality. In 1 Thessalonians chapter five, verse four, it says, but you brothers and sisters are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. In other words, it's like, hey, you know what? Sometimes, guess what? We come to church tired. I'm gonna say it again. Sometimes we come to church tired. I know that's shocking to you. When people say, I'm not gonna go to church, I'm tired. I'm like, you think I'm not tired? You know, you don't think I'm tired? Yeah, I'm tired too, man. But I'm gonna go to church because I'm gonna I get an opportunity to sit down and listen to the word of God. Pastor Omar said it the best in his offering. We preach the word of God in this house. Which brings me to my third point. The disciples were asleep because they didn't see value in spiritual preparation. You could listen, church. You could accept Christ, right? You could say at this author, Jesus, I believe you. And you can even act really well. Like, you know, I believe in Jesus. He's everything in my life. You could say it, but what are you doing spiritually for preparation? Right? Because we know that there is a spiritual battle going on. See, you may value your spiritual life, but is it critical to your life? You may value it saying, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I value my spiritual life. Yeah. You know, I read a couple couple books, you know, and it's good to me. Yeah, but is it critical? Do you understand that it's critical to your life? You know, I remember one time I, I, we were witnessing out in, in the streets and we were, were actually at the shopping center down the street in downtown Paramount. And um, I asked this guy, hey, can you come to my church? It's a long time ago. So, you know, I was really insecure. Still am. <laughs> can you come to my church? You know, a little apprehensive, right? Come to my church. Uh, it, you know, we're doing this thing. And, and he goes, what kind of church you go to? I said, I don't know, but they preach out of the Bible. They preach out of the Bible. I, th I think it's non-denominational. It's like, oh, that's good, brother. And he's like, how long have you been going there? And he's now speaking life into me. I've been going there for like two years. They're like, bro, that's good. Don't leave the church. 
He starts ministering to me. Don't leave the church. I'm supposed to be ministering to him. He goes, don't leave the church, man. Stay in the church. You know, I go, but are you going to come? Are you going to come to my church? He's all, I go to church. And I forgot what church he told me he went to, but I just really appreciated how he was. But I was really apprehensive. I, I was really nervous, you know, like handing him a flyer, like come to my church. You know, I was really nervous about that. You know, and it's because I had not prepared spiritually. I didn't have the confidence back then that Christ gave me. Right? And that's what preparation does. It makes you very, very confident in the things of God to where you can now begin to minister to other people and it would be effective because you have Jesus inside of you. Not because of your talents, not because of anything else, but rather you've gone through spiritual preparation. Right? See, you can't teach what you haven't experienced. And so when you, the church doors are open, it's a time for you to say, I'm coming expecting now. I don't want to be asleep. Rather, I want to reach people. Rather, I want to be confident in the things of God. I want to know his word. And so Jesus, Jesus was taking the time to pray for something that is going to happen. He was talking about th something, he felt something heavy inside of him because he knew his betrayer was very close. Something hit him. Something gave him understanding and it became overwhelming for him and it stopped. But Jesus knew that something was going to take place that was going to be heavy. It was critical that he pray at that time. And so as he's going, he stops and he prays. But he's praying for something that is going to happen, not something that is currently happening. Let me, let me tell you something. Sometimes we think that we go to God in prayer when it is mission critical. Like some people think prayer is like, like the first step to somebody like passing away or it's the first thing is just something bad taking place. No prayer is the first step for a solution to victory. It's not something that is bad. Some people say, well, why are you praying? Are you okay? Is everything fine? Yeah, everything's great. What, then why are you praying? Something must be wrong. No, everything's right. That's why I'm praying. It's like I'm praying because I need to pray. See, church, if, we, if we're not careful, we, deal with the, we can deal with a lazy spirit. We get comfortable. We get spoiled. You get spoiled, right? We have, to, like our church, we're so blessed. We're so blessed with all this stuff, man. We A great worship team, great teachings, an amazing pastor, Right? We're blessed. You can give God praise for that. You know, we're, we're blessed. We're blessed, man. And, and we need to recognize that. So when we come in here, we realize God has me here for a reason. Wait a minute. God put me in this church? Of all, of all the churches, he put me in this church. God has drawn me here because something good is happening. Because revival's taking place. Because we care about the word of God being preached. Because we care about you being spirit filled. And God has blessed us with your presence. And now you're here so we can worship God together. In Matthew 13 verse 24, I want you to kind of get this picture that, that Jesus is painting here. It's a parable. And I love it. Okay, He kind of sets us up. He says in, in Matthew chapter 13 verse 24, 
Jesus says, Jesus presented another parable to them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in the field. While, but while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the, amongst the wheat and left. And when the wheat sprouted and produced grain, then the weeds also became evident. And the slaves of the landowner came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in the field? How then does it have weeds? And he said to them, an enemy has done this. The slave said to him, do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, no. While you were gathering up the wheat, while you are gathering up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat and them. Allow both to grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the weeds and bind them in bundles to burn them but gather up the wheat into my barn. I love this story because Jesus begins to tell us something very simple. He said, he said the, the landowner had put his men in charge to watch the field, but his men fell asleep. When his men fell asleep, the enemy came and began to sow weeds, tares, the Bible calls them, depending on what version you're reading. He begin to sow these weeds. Then when he wakes up, he sees and he realizes, wait a minute. One day he wakes up. My harvest isn't looking right. It's not looking the same. This is not what I have planned. And so Jesus is the sower in the story. And as he was sowing wheat to harvest something, the enemy has come and sowed weeds. And it began to take over. I don't know, I don't have much of a green thumb. But I do know this, if you do not cultivate that harvest, the weeds begin to grow. Some of you have let these weeds in your life grow way high. And now when it's time to try and get the harvest, the harvest is coming up too. So you have to be careful, but you have let the weeds grow so high, it is hard for you to let it go. It's been difficult for you to just let it go. You've, you've dabbled in some sin. You put something in your life that isn't correct, that isn't glorifying God. You've been distracted, and now the harvest is mixed with weeds. And now you need to wait. Now you need to somehow get this harvest out. Because the, the men asked the sower, well, what do you want us to do? He says, I need you to wait. Because if we begin to take it out now, you're going to damage it. But what does he say? He says, keep the wheat and put it in my barn and you burn those weeds. See church, the enemy's looking. This is why we need spiritual preparation. The enemy's looking. You know what he's looking for? He's looking for you to fall asleep. The moment you fall asleep on your spirituality, the enemy's gonna come. And I'm not one to over-spiritualize things, okay? But I've seen it, I've felt it. I said, oh, something's not right here. My spirit began to tell me something. It, I started to get anxiety about certain things and it just, this discernment begins to kick up and kick in in my life. And I say, you know what? I'm allowing some weeds to grow here. I gotta get right. See, if you wait too long, if you allow the enemy and you sleep too long, you're gonna allow the enemy to begin to plant things in the harvest that Jesus had planned for you. See, when a good seed gets planted, a bad seed can follow in your life. The enemy hates it. He hates to see that you're, you got some harvest for you, that Jesus has plans for you. 
that he's on the throne protecting you, watching you, that you have pastors that pray for you and leaders that, and friends that are worshiping with you. He hates that. Because then he has to go out, wait for you to fall asleep and put his seeds in the ground in your life. And that's why we have spiritual preparation. I love Leonard Ravenhill said this. He says, we are all as spiritual as we want to be. We are all as spiritual as we want to be. And so it's amazing that we live our life that way. In other words, we've made decisions already of how far we want to protect our spirituality. And, and that takes me to my fourth point. The disciples were as spiritual as they wanted to be in that moment. See, in that moment, Jesus was ultimately leading and he's trying to tell them, keep watch, keep praying, but they kept falling asleep. They, kept, they didn't listen, right? Because they already made a decision in their mind. I'm not gonna listen to Jesus right now. I'm too tired. So therefore, I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm gonna let him do all the work. I'm not gonna exercise my faith at this moment. I'm not gonna listen like I should. See, we can do that sometimes. We check out subconsciously and we end up making a decision to sleep rather, to wait, rather than to wake up spiritually. And, and it happens very, very easily. See, you, we, we, can, we can kind of just make excuses for ourselves. How many have done that? Well, you know, I go to church all the time. Or, you know what, hey, I read my Bible yesteryear. I read a lot last year. Well, good. That's great. Yeah. You're supposed to read all the time, right? Yeah. And you know what? God's word is so amazing. You want a good harvest? You read God's word. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. You know, what we do up here is supplemental to the word of God. You actually have the original text. You have it. You have the source. We're just showing it to you. That's all I'm doing today. I'm just showing it to you, but you have it. If you have it open, it's easier. You could read it. If it's on your desk, easily accessible, not on the bookshelf, not under the bed. If it's open and amongst you, have it on the kitchen counter when you're watch, washing dishes. Have it with you. Be a little weird with it. Right? So if people come over like, why do you got the Bible open? Is everything okay? <laughs> yeah, everything's, everything's fine. That's why it's open. Everything's great because it's open, right? Amen. Fifth point. Jesus is such a great example. This is my favorite part of the story. In the story, Jesus ends. He ends with this. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. And I love that. See, when Jesus began to pray, even though his disciples were not listening to him, they kept falling asleep. They kept, you know, they just, they weren't getting it. He kept praying. He kept praying. And when he prayed, he realized what needed to be done. And that, that was to go through with everything. He asks his father, let this cup pass from me. Let this pain leave. He was going through a tremendous amount of distress, 
But all of a sudden, he got really tough at the end of this. He got tough. He got way tough. See, through prayer, Jesus, he got resolved. He got bold. And he says, okay, I'm going to face this giant that's in front of me, this crucifixion. I'm going to die for humanity right now. And now I got the Father living inside of me. So therefore, I can overcome anything. Where's my betrayer, he says. Where's my, there's my betrayer, let's go. Get up. Disciples, get up, it's time to go. You don't understand what's happening, but I know exactly what the plan is. So get up, follow me, and let's go to my betrayer. And I love that Jesus does that. It just puts a heavy, heavy feeling to the story of who our Savior really is. That through prayer can give you that much strength. Knowing that you're going to die. That your body's going to be in pain. Knowing that you're going to feel every amount of pressure and pain on your body. Knowing what they're going to do to you. He says, get up. You guys don't get it? Get up. There's my betrayer. Let's go. The time has come. And he begins to walk towards them. If you continue to read, you can read it tonight. But if you continue to read, Jesus meets his betrayer. And this is the start. This is the beginning to the end. This is the beginning to the end where Jesus now is arrested. If I can have the worship team come up. See church, tonight some of us are asleep. We're asleep spiritually. We're not taking care of our spiritual bodies. We don't care about our spiritual health. Some of us have been lost in that. Some of us are, are, are just kind of scraping and reaching, reaching for an answer. And so, I, you know, I'm reminded in Revelations, in, in the book of Revelations, it talks about the church that's asleep. And it says this in chapter three, verse one through three, it says, um, I know all things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains for even what is left is, all, is almost dead. I find your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. I'm gonna read that again. I find that your actions do not meet the requirement of my God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as unexpected as a thief. That's Jesus. I want to meet God's requirements. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. I think his requirements are really hard, especially in the world we live in today. This is why we preach so hard. This is why we spend time putting sermons together. We spend time putting teachings together for Connect Group. This is why we do these things. Because we care about your spiritual health. Some of us are asleep. Some of you are saying, man, I need to wake up. And you do. Because there's a greater battle taking place for your life. Because for every good seed that is planted, there's a bad seed waiting for you. The enemy's there, ready to tear you down ready to take you into a spiral. And some people, suddenly they realize that they need God when it's too late. It's too hard. Because they've waited so long, it's hard to relinquish those weeds, to get rid of them. 
It's hard to let go of the sins that they've committed. It's hard to let go of all that temptation that they've ran into. And they, it, it makes it harder and harder and harder. Every time you miss church, every time you miss an opportunity to come closer to God, you end up putting a brick down. I always tell people, every time you miss an opportunity to come to church, you're putting a brick down. Then you put another brick. Say, you know what, I'm just too tired today. I'm gonna put another brick. You know, I'm just, I'm just a little, you know, I don't know about this God thing. I'm gonna put another brick. And before you know it, you can look back and you look forward again. You now have this brick wall in front of you and God. And now you can't even see him. You don't understand his voice. You don't know what it sounds like because you haven't heard it and you haven't read his word, nor have you even attempted to talk to him. It's something that can happen so quick, so fast, that all of a sudden you could look back a year from now and say, man, I remember I used to go to that church. I remember I used to lift my hand in prayer and in praise. I would ask for forgiveness and then I'd go praise him and now I can't, my hands are too heavy. My life is different. My career is more important. My hobbies are more important. We have every excuse in the book not to lift our hands and praise and walk through these doors. And it's an excuse not to be loved. It becomes an excuse not to be loved. Because that's all God wants. He wants to love on you. He wants to break those things. And you have an opportunity tonight if, it can, if I can have every head down, every eye closed. And those for you watching online, you have an opportunity tonight to reach out to God, to reach out to him. Maybe it's been a while. Maybe you said, you know what? I haven't heard his voice. Maybe you want to hear his voice. Ask him. Begin to ask those things. Say, God, I want the Holy Spirit in my life. I want spiritual reflex to where I come to you before all things. See, maybe, maybe you're here tonight and you're, you're probably thinking, what is he talking about? I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm talking about a deep relationship with him. See, Christ died for you. He died for you so you can live in this moment and you have an opportunity right now to accept him in your life. So maybe you're here and you haven't accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. I'm gonna give you the opportunity to do it tonight. If that's you and you're feeling, you know what, I need to rededicate my life or I need to accept Christ for the very first time, I want you to lift your hand. Just lift your hand. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna have you speak into the microphone. I just wanna pray with you. Is there anyone at all? Anyone at all? Just lift your hand. See, I feel that there is somebody here today that says, you know what, I've fallen away, I've fallen asleep. I see that hand over there, God bless you. I've fallen away, Rob, I've, I've, I, it's not the same anymore. It's very difficult for me to lift my hands and praise. It's hard for me to come to church. I just, it's very hard, my, my faith is rattled. It's not strengthened. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand and say, I wanna rededicate my life tonight. If that's you, just lift your hand. I see that hand, sis, God bless you. I see that hand back there, God bless you. You can put it down. Any other, anyone else? Anyone else want to join these people that are rededicating their life? 
Don't let this opportunity pass you by. He died for you so you can be alive in this moment. He died for you so you could be alive in this moment. Is there anyone at all? Anyone else that wanna join these three brave hands? Anyone else? Amen. For those of you that lift your hands, can you do me a favor? Can you look up at me? Can you look up at me? I'm not gonna embarrass you. I already promised you that. I'm gonna hold my word to it. If, if that was you, look up at me and I wanna invite you to the front. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm gonna have someone come pray with you. If I, if I can just invite you guys to the front, just come to the altar. You don't need to be ashamed, okay? You don't need to be ashamed. You're around people that love you already because God has commanded us to love every single soul. God has commanded us to love every single soul. Everybody, heavens are celebrating right now. The heavens are celebrating right now. Come on, I know there was more. Come on, don't miss this opportunity. Is there anyone else? I know there's more. Don't miss this opportunity. Amen, amen, brother. Anyone else? Come on, let's not pass this up. Let's not pass this up. I know there was more. Amen. Amen. Why don't you pray with them? Go ahead and pray with them. I want to, I want to talk to those that, that, that are feeling a little tired. Maybe you're not fully asleep, right? But maybe you're just, you're getting kind of tired. You, you know, you're not seeing spiritually like you should have or that you have been in the past. I want to open up this altar for you. If that's you, I want you to come forward. If you're feeling a little tired, if you're feeling like, you know what, maybe I've fallen asleep. The things of God, they just don't interest me. The things of God just don't, they just don't carry me anymore. If that's you, I want you to come to the front. Begin to get things right now. Get things right at this moment. Don't wait. Don't wait until the weeds grow. Don't wait for those things. But now I'm going to open up the altar. If you want to come up and pray. We're going to open up the altar. We're going to sing. I'm going to pray for some. So just come. If you feel that God's speaking to you, just come to the front. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.